0: Let me
1: start that again. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ready? Yeah.
2: What do you think makes your music as relevant today as it was when you started?
1: <laughs> what do you reckon?
0: Um. Yeah, it's just open for interpretation we've got stuff to vent the people that are listen to us have got stuff to vent so we're just kind of trying to get out there and and vent uh, and vent yeah <laughs> on a vent. We still yeah. represent ourselves, we're still, you know,
1: yes. doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that that's sort of like that, the DIY ethic that punk has been, you know, renowned for.
0: Yeah, that's what I grew up on, that's what you grew up on. Yeah. We'll always represent ourselves, we don't want anyone else to speak for us, so. Who's
2: music?! <laughs>
1: Um, that's my
0: dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, your dad's a legend.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, there's a lot of music this time, Let's. I'd start from the beginning. You know, classical music. Um, and then more relevant to us rock and roll, Buddy Holly, Sex Pistols, Bill Hellion, Comets, The Beatles. You know, that, that stuff will never die.
2: Who are your influences? Jamie. <laughs>
1: well, obviously, sort of my my biggest drumming influence has got to be Dave Grohl.
2: Mm.
1: You know, Mike Portnoy to a, to a point, I guess. You no, know, because I used to listen to that that all that prog stuff. Danny Carey. Yeah, he's he's a
0: wicked, man. Yeah, definitely Dave Grohl for me. Even though I play guitar in this band, it's yeah. um. It's all about the drums and the bass. If you don't have a kicking rhythm section, you don't have a kicking band, and that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely.
1: Taylor Hawkins, Taylor Hawkins is
0: good, though. Yeah, he's got that Stuart Copeland element, which is tasty, as uh, those sort of drummers would call it. I was watching some Sex Pistols earlier. Their drummer's pretty fucking broken, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Dave Grohl, Buddy Holly, Kirk Cobain. You know, people that are just doing what they do and don't give a fuck, you know. Whether they're bad or not, they don't care. They're just playing because they want to. And a fame is a secondary thing that comes along because someone's like what they're
2: doing. Are you excited <laughs> about playing the 100 Club London as part of combat? Represent. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's really cool to actually get on a gig with um, some bands that mean something to us. You know, playing gigs with fucking shitty bands that, you know, might be very good and have some great songs, but, you know, we're actually playing with some bands that are history to us. And, and plus a brand like Converse, you know, it's universal. But they're kind of just, it's nice to be linked into something that's, you know, they kind of represent alternative. You know, when I when I think of Converse, you know, all the all, all the rock stars you see kind of wear Converse, so I guess that's kind of cool.
2: What does the One Hundred Club mean to you? <laughs> it
0: it means rock and roll heritage, London live music scene heritage.
1: Yeah, it's like the CBGBs of England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got history. It's
0: got it's got legends intertwined. It's got you know it's, it's it's rock and roll in one little concrete underground ball. Thank God it's still there.
1: Yeah, well that's thanks to Converse, ain't it? Exactly. So, yeah. Nice one, lads.
2: What can fans expect from your live performance <laughs> at Converse? Brown
0: sword, of <laughs> uh they they can expect big loud guitarists, three guys acting stupid but having fun and playing some rock and roll and having a good time. Energy.
2: How do you think you represent today's music scene?
1: Well I mean we're a young band, we we're just doing what we do, we're getting out there, which is you know, pretty pretty much what what it's all about, ain't it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think we represent a certain amount of honesty that's gone missing. I don't really like today's music scene. It's kind of pushed in your face it's kind of grab and go, it's like grab what you like and then Fuck the rest off. Yeah, exactly, it's it's not what it's about.
2: What was the first that you brought and what format was it?
0: <laughs> oh. But <fuck>. um the <laughs> the first CD I bought that I can remember buying was Nirvana Bleach. Yeah, it was a CD. I still buy CDs.
1: First thing I ever bought—it wasn't wasn't a, an album. It was a, a single, um, and it was on vinyl. It was the Wombles. <laughs> <laughs> remember your Wombles. Sure, <laughs> yeah. of I don't remember. I think I think the first album I ever bought I think was probably um, probably a live album, Motorhead.
0: Cool, actually. I remember the first album I was bought
1: yeah
0: yeah what was that Brian Adams <laughs> 18 <Yeah. laughs> it was done by Mutt Lang
1: it was fake drums is that what you wanted
0: actually I, I quite like that album still today I'm not gonna hide it guilty pleasure yeah.
1: Yeah. Billy
0: Ray Cyrus is another matter but we won't talk about that
1: yeah. <laughs> oh no actually when when I was a kid I used to like um, Bross who? Bros.
0: Sounds like some gay porn or something.
1: Oh, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh. It, it is, except without without the porn. Ah,
0: oh, is it like an 80s band?
1: Uh, yeah, like uh, I guess they were like a sort of like they're like a like first generation boy band or something. It's weird. Well, not first generation, but a sort of like an this to... boy band it was weird I'll google them later on see what they're about don't even bother
0: no alright I won't
1: no it's like it's on a par with like right said Fred and <laughs> stuff like that it's really embarrassing
0: <laughs> so that'd be the first record Jimmy bought.
2: what was the first show you went to and what do you remember most about it
1: <laughs> Jamie um, actually, mine was when well my dad was working in um, Reading, and um, I went down to Reading with him because the festival was on. And just I know Slipknot were playing and Pitchshifter um, were playing, The Charlatans were playing, um, and uh, my dad gave me two pound fifty to go, to, you know, to get some crisps and whatnot. And I went down to the, the festival site to see if I could see anything. I couldn't, obviously. And um there was a woman that came up to me and she said, Oh, have you have you got um have you got a, a pass? And I was like, No, I haven't She said, I've just had a call, my son's had a car accident and I've got to go to the hospital but um here, yeah, you can have my pass. So she gave me this pass and I and um I went round to the, the bit where you go go through and um it was actually, I'd actually gone to the wrong bit. It was actually like a backstage pass, and I went went backstage and I got to meet the Charlatans. And, cool. You know, yeah, it was alright. It was good. Um, and then I went out and um, just hung out for a bit, had a good time, watched some bands, and um, yeah, it was cool. And then then I uh, then I went back and uh, gave my dad his two pound fifty back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> My first
0: gig was one minute silence at the Astoria.
1: Yeah, you were saying about this. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. The, the,
0: the, they played really well. Frontman slipped on his set list and everyone just fucking roared out with laughter. <laughs> even the, even the band and the singer. And it, it was just a it was just a cool moment.
2: What was the first track that really blew your mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: wow first track that really blew my mind um i don't know the guy who taught me guitar used to play me loads of um bill haley in the comets and buddy holly and uh, his renditions always blew my mind because he just stood on the doorstep smoked about 20 cigarettes in half an hour and in between verses coughed his lungs up but just gave me really cool renditions of these songs and i was like what's this and he was like it's it's rock and roll And and then I wanted to learn to play the guitar, so probably Buddy Holly and Bill Heddy in the Comets was the first stuff that really kind of got me into it.
2: Who would be the artist, living or dead, that you would most want to collaborate with? (laughs) And why?
0: (laughs) Who would you want to collaborate with? Uh,
1: It's got to be Dave Grohl, it? Yeah. Either, either,
0: well, I'd, I'd have to say, I don't know, I don't really, would I want to collaborate with someone that's that good?
1: Well, that's a good point.
0: I don't. Buddy Holly, there you go. I'd learn some basics from that guy.
1: What are your
2: chats tracks, tracks that represent music? Past, present, and future. If you can, please explain a little. <laughs> <about each> one.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So I guess I guess we'll just <coughs> take five for each, yeah?
0: Yeah. Um, I'd say slade, the fir- the first thing I ever listened to that I thought this is kind of cool. Quite like this. I'll have a I'll have a Gandus was Slade.
1: Which uh which song?
0: Um I say so you yeah. say. So yeah, that one. I can't remember what it's called. But um, yeah, my mum gave me a load of records and a vinyl player and I just rinsed, rinsed Slade and Gary Glitter, I think, for about three days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's, one, there's one track which I, I actually love um, by the UK subs. Um, Is that the one you wrote? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's called uh, "Lie Down and Die." It's got like a great sort of great chorus, great chorus line, really simple but great chorus. And then it's got um, this like kind of strange, strange bit at the end. But I didn't realise that actually the way they came up with the ending is um, each of them came up with an, an ending themselves. You know, a different way to end the song Okay. and then they just stuck all those endings together into one into one section cool Yeah.
0: there's one song I really love by the sub I can't remember what it's called em- uh, Emotional Blackmail
1: oh yeah, everyone goes yeah. on about that
0: I-, I just really like it
1: no, it's good, it's a good joke
0: it's cool, I like it, I just think it's uh, sim- simplistic and and you know, I like simple because
1: yeah. I am simple I like the way they use the, the part 2 as um, sort of an outro on on the album
0: yeah I like the drop beat in the, in the chorus yeah is it a drop beat? emotional about emotional there's got to be an Ivana track in there, isn't there?
1: yeah
0: I th- probably something like uh, the first time I heard Sentence Apprentice I was like oh my god
1: I love the this- drumming in that
0: yeah, I was like, "This is just riffage," and this guy is seriously fucked off.
1: Well, I think I think I'd also say um, the Roots, Staring at the Rude Boys. I've heard that one. Yeah, the um, didn't the, the Specials cover it or something like that? Um, thingy, uh, what's that band called? The one with the ginger singer with loads of tattoos? Um, Gallows. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, they did a, they did a version of it. <laughs> the
0: little ginger guy. <laughs> Another song that I really fucking love is Picture Book by the Kinks.
1: Yeah? Yeah, what I was about-
0: convinced it was the Beatles at first because I was like, that's Lennon and McCartney. And I didn't even know who the Kinks were when I heard that song. They're like the Beatles, but more punk.
1: Have you heard um, The Monks? you ever heard of The Monks?
0: I've heard the name.
1: Actually, I can't remember... If they when they were when they were about, but they um, they had a song um, called Nice Legs, Shame About a Face. <laughs> which I absolutely love. I love that track.
0: because it's, it's relevant.
1: Yeah, the they refuse. you have got a refuse track in there.
0: Oh yeah, what's that da 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 Summer Holidays versus... <clears throat> it? you know selfish is a subconscious rip off of that.
1: Yeah, I kind of Listen got that.
0: It. I think it was you that pointed it out. Actually, oh. I was like, "Fuck."
1: Where is it? I'm trying to find it now. Uh, no, it's the shape of punk. Yeah. Yeah, it's the shape
0: of punk to come.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Stop.
1: It's it's a blatant rip off, mate.
0: I, I didn't realise it until you said. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah."
1: <laughs> but it's- I think I think for me, it's got to be the deadly the deadly rhythm. Another yeah. one that starts off with a jazz bit at the beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: That bit. Yeah. That one. That one. Um. That that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I definitely put a Green Day song in there.
1: Green Day. No, that's a. That's, yeah, but they've changed so much from from what they were. Would you, are you talking early Green Day or sort of the more recent stuff?
0: I'd say kind of mid-green day, when they're at their best, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck, it's probably something off of Nimrod or... Probably this grouch off of Nimrod or something like that, just because it's so sarcastic and and, and fun. But the words kind of really mean something. Was it ten songs that mean something to us?
1: Um, Represent music to us, I guess, I think. Yeah. I can't, the, can't remember the question. Hold on.
2: What are your tracks tracks <laughs> that represent music? Past, present, and future? If you can, please explain a little bit about each one.
1: Right, past, present, and future. And future
0: how, how, how do we know if it's in the future?
1: Uh,
0: we haven't heard it yet.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> the next song I write's going to be amazing
1: <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> what, right, what about like going quite back in the past then
0: uh, it's, it's probably going to be something like
1: um, uh... So I keep hearing Hocus Pocus by Focus everywhere and I love
0: <laughs> I, I don't know it I know it rhymes
1: oh yeah it's brilliant <laughs> it's just so crazy the guys the guys are nutter
0: I'd probably say it's probably going to be something like a Buddy Holly, like That Will Be The Day or something like that. Just because I love the swing and the groove and the feeling. Even though it's kind of a good time song, just, there's just more in it than that. It's simplicity at its best, you know, to where it started.